The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. Merry Christmas. Hope your holidays are going well. Uh, of course, if you listen to the show every day, you know that yesterday on Christmas Day, we released a 90-minute mailbag with the Super Friends. Uh, today's show is also, this is the day after Christmas, but we didn't want to record on Christmas. If there's some breaking news, we'll have an emergency podcast for you. But originally, we had recorded this podcast as part of a Thursday night recap um, after a Giants game. Surprise, surprise. We uh, we went long, but we wanted to use the content. Didn't want to waste it, throw it out there, uh, and, and have people not be able to listen. There was a bunch of minutes in the feed, so to speak. So we rolled it back into this Day After Christmas show. It is me, Ryan Wilson, and Sean Wagner-McGuff, and we basically went into a discussion about uh, Hall of Fame legacies and – uh, who should be in the Hall of Fame and who should not in terms of current players. So we recorded this uh, before week 15. So if you hear any stats that are different, you know, don't freak out. Like if, you know, Terrell Suggs picked up some tackles or something for his new team since he got cut since that podcast. Don't, uh, don't be mad at us for that. Um, we basically look at several categories of players and decide whether or not people should make it into Canton. Uh, you won't have Lamar Jackson on here. You won't have Patrick Mahomes on here, you know, five years or so into the league was the bare minimum that we wanted to include somebody because we all think Mahomes will be a, a you know freaking Hall of Famer, but who knows? It's guys who haven't made it yet. Uh, if you have any thoughts, make sure and go to the Pick 6 Podcast Facebook page, facebook.com, search for Pick 6 Podcast, and you can leave it. Tell us who should be in, who should be out, or tweet us at Pick 6 Pod. Let's get to the show. All right. Sean has walked away. He's angry. Won't talk about Eli Manning in the Hall of Fame, so Ryan and I are going to do it. Um, what, uh, Ryan, first of all, I don't think I've asked you this. What do you? What are your expectations for Eli Manning's potential swan song at home this weekend? Is he playing? Did we know that? Yeah, I think they, they basically said he's going to start. Good. I hope they win. Who are they playing? They are playing. Let's see. What have we got here? The Philadelphia Eagles four times again. Oh, all right. No, I'm just kidding. The Dolphins. 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 Dolphins at home. Yeah, they should. They should be able to win that game. I would think. It might be. I mean, so they're at week sixteen. They're at the Redskins. At week seventeen, at home against the Eagles. Well, you know what's going to happen? They're going to they're going to win the next two, and they're going to fall out of the number two spot, and won't be able to draft Chase Young. That'll be the most Eli Manning. That'll be his legacy, in addition to the two Super Bowls. And then in week seventeen, um, the Eagles will beat him, so so Debo's team can make the playoffs. I like how you're like wish casting for Debo. Why? Debo's is it because you is it because you like Debo or because you feel sorry for him? I like him. Okay. There's a third option. He has lots of audio recordings on us. <laughs> so much dirt. Um, so no, Eli, Eli Manning, plays well. I'm fine with that. Right, so Eli's now one. He's now one game under 500. He's going home potentially for the last time ever to play Giants. Do you think Giants fans will show up? Yeah, they got season tickets. They always show up, no matter how bad this team is. Yeah, it's been pretty empty lately. By the way, up? Eli Sean. I I think so because Giants fans are so passionate about the Eli Manning Hall of Fame beat Brady twice and all this that I I think they will. Okay. Um, is Eli in the Hall of Fame? I mean, I wouldn't put him in there, but I know people are have strong opinions about it. He's won sixteen and one seventeen or whatever. Yeah. I know he's won two Super Bowls, but I think if you did a blind resume, here's the thing: if you did a blind resume with Eli Manning. Somebody would be like, is that Trent Dilfer? Like, nah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the, go ahead. The problem is that it hinges, like, so there's the pro Eli argument. It pretty much comes down to the only thing he was truly good at or great at was longevity. Like, he never got hurt and he was able to. And throwing interceptions. <laughs> That's I was going to say, like, I'm looking right now. Um, you know, Rivers, Big Ben, and Eli all went in that draft along with J.P. Lossman. Um, you probably, do you know who J.P. Lossman is, Sean? Oh, yeah, I'm aware. I was oh, playing okay. bad still back then. 
Um, so yeah, I'm looking at the interception totals and Philip Rivers has 193 interceptions. Big Ben has 191. And they all have about the same amount of touchdowns, including Eli Manning. 364 for Eli, 363 for Big Ben, 394 for, for Brinson's boyfriend. Uh, so here's the thing. <laughs> interceptions for Eli Manning. 241. So he has 50 more interceptions than the other two guys. Part of that is perhaps longevity. Part of that is he throws a lot of interceptions. So I would imagine Philip Rivers and Big Ben are going to be Hall of Famers. Um, Philip didn't win a Super Bowl, obviously, but he, well, he's big, well. Look, Big Ben is a no doubt slam dunk Hall. Yeah, of but I'm talking about Philip. This is just draft class. It's 04 draft class. That's what I meant. Yeah, but I don't think I think Eli is. I think Philip Rivers is more. And look, everybody knows I'm biased here. And that's, what? But I think Philip Rivers. I think Sean, you'll agree with this. I think Philip Rivers is more deserving of being a Hall of Famer, but Eli is more likely to be a Hall. of Famer. I agree with that too. Yeah, yeah. If the question is, is Eli Manning going to be a Hall of Famer? The answer is yes, because his last name is Manning, and he won two Super Bowls, one of which came against an undefeated team that had a super iconic play, and his other mm-hmm. Super Bowl came against the same team, and he had another super iconic throw. Um, if if the question is, will Rivers get in? I, it's less of a sure thing. I, I hope so because I think he's more deserving. Eli, but if the question is, does Eli Manning deserve to get in? I think the answer is an emphatic no. I mean, let it put the, put it this way. Uh, I want Eli Manning to become a first ballot Hall of Famer simply so I can say that Jay Cutler had a higher passer rating, yards per attempt, and touchdown percentage than the first ballot Hall of Famer. And that puts, that by the way, puts Eli Manning's numbers in perspective once you start averaging it out and start taking into account the fact that he was able to stack up so many yards and touchdowns um, because he played in so many games. He was in the Jay Cutler, Joe Flacco range more than the Big Ben, Big Ben, Eli Manning range, or sorry, Big Ben, Philip Rivers range. So let, let me uh, let me add this, looking at football, um, pro football reference. They have their Career approximate value. It's sort of they try to value how much you're, you're worth as a player over the course of your career. Phil Rivers is first, 140. This is a career approximate value. Big Ben is at 125. And then Eli Manning is at 117. And next is Jared Allen at 99. Is Jared Allen a Hall of Famer? No. He's a really good player. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. And I don't know. It, you look at everything, every total, and every total is behind Big Ben and Phil Rivers. And in some cases, it's not even closer. In case of interceptions, it's it's 50 more. Hmm. I mean, and there's another way to frame this question. At any point in Eli Manning's career, was he a top five quarterback? No. No, no not, not, not even close. And, like, at least Big Ben and Phillip Rivers both have those seasons, at least, where you can say they were, like, peaking. And, like, in like someone like Matt Ryan, for example, has those seasons. Eli Manning, at no point in his career, was one of the best quarterbacks in football. Here is Eli. It's very easy to find, too. Here's Eli Manning's, and this it's odd because it happened in, like, um, I think it happened in 2000. It either happened in 2012 or 2015. Let's give him 2015 because it's the best stats. 62.6% completion percentage, 4,432 passing yards, 35 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. What year? 2015. Okay. But that's like not, that's a year Cam Newton won MVP. Was he a top 10 quarterback then? Maybe. Cam ranked 12th in value per play and was 11th in um, total value. Eli that year was 19th in value per play. And what was the Giants record? <laughs> Six and 10. <laughs> I mean, how many, I mean, it's impossible unless you just remember, which I'm guessing we don't. I'm guessing a lot of those yards were empty yards um, if they went six and ten, unless they were just the unluckiest team ever. Well, value per play measures every the, the same play against exactly. every quarterback. Yeah, so I would agree with that. It's like I think there were a lot of empty yards, and um, I don't think you could say a quarterback had a top ten season and was on a six and ten team. I think that's really hard to do. By the way, he was behind Jameis Winston in value per play that year. Or, excuse me. Uh, yeah, he was behind. Him. Also behind Aaron Rodgers. Behind rookie Jameis Winston? Aye, aye, aye. Yeah, he just, in terms of, just in terms of passing yards, he finished sixth in passing yards. But, like, uh, he, he was definitely a top ten quarterback. There's no chance he was top five because Brady had an incredible season. Carson Palmer, Rivers was really good. Drew Brees, Cam Newton was the MVP. And Matt Ryan had 4,500 passes. telling you, he, in, in terms of advanced metrics, he was closer to Also, 20. like, here's – this will blow your mind. Okay. Maybe. 
I'm bracing. So, Eli Manning, 62.6% completion percentage in, the, in this year, right? Quarterback X, 58.6% completion percentage. Eli Manning, 44.32 passing yards. Quarterback X, 44.28 passing yards. Eli Manning, 35 touchdowns. Quarterback X, 35 touchdowns. Eli, 14 interceptions. Quarterback X, 18 interceptions. Eli, 7.2 yards per attempt. Quarterback X, 7.3 yards per attempt. Do you know from 2015 who quarterback X is? I do, but that's because I'm cheating. Okay. I also, I also have a hunch, but I think I was, I was looking at this in preparation. I was looking at his best season. So I'll let you do the honors. Oh, so, but no, I mean, is it, is it, is it you don't, it's, it's, it's Blake Bortles, right? Yeah. Yep, yeah. it's Blake Bortles. So like Eli's best season is basically the exact same season <laughs> with like 4% more completed passes than Blake Bortles pinnacle of his career, of his young career. Let me put it to you this way. He is closer to Blake Bortles in terms of the advanced metrics value per play than he is to Jay Cutler. That year, Jay Keller finished ninth in value per play. Sean, that was that was a big year for you and him. Was that 2015? That was the year that we were all convinced Adam Gase was the quarterback whisperer. And that's yeah. what and got by the way, Belvin's job. Philip Rivers, eleventh in value per play that year. Big Ben was fourth. Yeah, big, yeah, Big Ben. They went seven. Of, oh yeah, he only played. He only played eleven games, so he had less passing yards. I mean, I passing mean, yards obviously doesn't tell the same the full story. But I mean, the, the simplest way to put this is that the Eli Manning truthers, Hall of Fame truthers, the only argument they have is rings and i mean whatever like if that's the criteria you want to use and put them in the hall of fame but that's sh- i don't think that we should boil down someone's career to two games or if you want to be more n- nice to those people who think who think that two playoff runs uh at which at during those playoff runs by the way he was aided by a giant's defense that was absolutely peaking um uh, and so in philip rivers you look at him it's he has Incredible stats, incredible numbers, but he doesn't have the rings. And the best of the two are is Ben Roethlisberger because he has both. All right. Uh, let's look at some other names from around the league. That probably went longer than we were supposed to on Eli, but that was a good discussion. It uh, it was nice because we uh, completely dumped on Eli Manning right before his probably final home game, but did so in a kind of a polite way except for the Blake Bortles comparisons. And there was no <laughs> pushback from anybody on it. It always feels nicer when you're like just burying somebody when there's no pushback. There's no contentious debate. I feel like Listen, he's going to get in, and it'll be fine. I don't know if he deserves to get in. If he gets in, I think we're all understanding. If he gets in, Philip Rivers needs to get in. That'll be your yeah, problem. This is, yeah, exactly right. We're all going to be fine with it, except this guy, <laughs> when Philip Rivers has to wait like four years to get in. He's writing columns like every single Bearded single... blogger has like chained himself to a tree out in San Diego, and he, he won't let himself go until Philip Rivers gets in. Along with <laughs> By the way, Philip Rivers isn't getting in for that, the way he talked to Yannick Ngakwe. That's why he's not getting in. The worst part is Yannick picked him up. It's like just like it was Yannick looked like a Boy Scout compared to the way Philip was treated. No, no, Yannick like reached down and was like, "Hey, man, I got you." Like Phil pulled him up off the ground. He's like, 90 yard touchdown, ninety yard touchdown." And then the ref said, "Get the f out of here." And then Yannick says, "You can't be talking like that." He goes, "Yes, I can talk that way." He's like, "I will talk in your ear. I will talk oh, in your come ear." Come on, what? dude, like- you're forty years old and you're acting like this. Yeah, this sounds like a guy who has to deal with twelve kids right. six days a week, and on that seventh day, just. Treats everyone like it's kids treat him. Yeah. Oh, apparently he's, but like, if you, did you see the tweet that like the check down put together? Or it's like all the, tw- or like, or the, the video it was like all the tweets with, from like players who are like, nah, that's just who Phil is. Like, the, like that's, that's how one seven rolls on the field. Don't get mad. Just deal with it. Do you think his um, teammates like him? Yeah. I think he's, he's the kind of player, if he's on your team, you love him. And if yeah. he's not on your team, you hate him. Yeah. He's like, uh, the original would, JJ Reddick. Yeah. Or Jay Cutler. I mean, like, well, you, they, they, they did not like each other when they were in the same division. Too. They're the same dude, but one's like the fratty low key bro and the other's like the, like upstanding Catholic kid. Who's yeah. Catholic? Philip's Catholic? Yeah, why do you think he's got nine kids, bro? I just, um, I don't know. I thought he was like Baptist. Oh, he, he was a big fan of sex or something? <laughs> that didn't land well. Okay, uh, moving along. I don't know how he responded to that. Uh, I mean, probably. <laughs> probably does like sex. Maybe he just likes kids. Um, or both. Oh, oh, wow, wow. From the outside, oh, these are Debo's so good at his job. Outside looking in, it's a list of guys who are probably not going to make it. This is just, Debo just wants an extended, he always sets it up a little bit, right? He just wants a little extended LaShawn McCoy discussion. Um, yeah, I saw that. Go, on 
Let me know if you no. think anybody on this list stop Deshaun Jackson. This is a list of ex Eagles. Um <laughs> any chance to stop, any, any Ron chance. Jaworski. <laughs> <laughs> what the what? Brian Aaron Sproles? <laughs> what is Brian Westbrook doing on here? <laughs> um Donovan McNabb. Uh, yeah, he, yeah he, there's he, no Donovan on there? That's disrespectful. Hey, hey McGab, McGab thinks he's all of Hamer. Yeah, he said that. One, these are all current players. Two, Debo just chatted me and said Donovan over Eli, which I don't know if I disagree with. Yeah, uh, you, could, you could sell me on that one. By, by the way, yep. just real, one more thing real quickly on Eli. Isn't it fascinating how he's like, no, it's just. No, literally before this podcast, people don't know, we were talking about who is responsible for extending conversations when we're trying to get out of here more quickly. And Brinson was denying it was him. And you literally just did the thing that Debo called you out for doing. That's true. I did. Um, I usually ask the question. Anybody else got one more thing? I just think it's funny that like Eli's, the one trait that's going to get him into the Hall of Fame is the one thing that people knocked Peyton for, which is like people are like Peyton's not clutch and doesn't win in the, in the postseason. Yeah. And like Eli, that's all, that's all he, when he got to the postseason, he was winning. Didn't get there often, but he was winning when he did. Um, Michelle McCoy, any chance? Well, I got one more question. I'm going to pull oh, a Brinson and follow up. Because oh, you talk about, it just occurred to me, and you'll appreciate this, Brinson, because I'll back up one of your stupid arguments from the preseason. Uh, so you talk about Eli Manning going off in the postseason, or at least playing well, playing better than his brother. What if Joe Flacco won two Super Bowls? Would he be in? No. Because that first Super Bowl run, that was all Joe Flacco. Well, Joe Flacco, let's put Joe Flacco on the slate. Like, do we, do we agree Joe Flacco has zero chance of getting in the uh, he does have zero chance, but if he had won two Super Bowls, he'd be just like Eli Manning. With no, more I, yes, yes, yes. I said earlier, Eli Manning is the Flacco Cutler group, like tier of quarterbacks. He just happens to have two Super Bowl rings and the last name of Manning. Yeah, I, I know, but that's, that was like, this has been my <laughs> point for years. It's like, exactly. He's just Joe Flacco with an extra couple of wins. What, what if he changes his name to Joe Manning? Does he have a chance? It's, this is my bit. Don't steal my bit. Um, yeah, he Debo it. added Joe Flacco to the list with two exclamation points, so there's a chance. All right. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, no. Jimmy Graham, no. He, early on in his career, no. the way he started, if he kept doing that, but he didn't kept, keep doing it. Greg Olson, no. no. All, uh, I mean, like, I could see him, like, I could see Greg Olson getting on some, like, some semifinalist list. Look, we're talking about Tony Gonzalez-type numbers, right? Greg Olson's not getting in. He's not getting in, but like people really like Greg Olson. Sure, he's a great guy. He'll probably be in the booth. He did a good job on the on the bye week and all that. But that is I'm not sure what Demarius Thomas is doing on here or Deshaun Jackson for that. Demarius Thomas got lost. Deshaun Jackson went to Cal, so go. You know, you do you know what Demarius Thomas is? He's a red herring for Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, nice. Well done. It's like when the band schedules the terrible opener right before they go on stage. It's like it's like what the hell is it's like. I guess Deshaun Jackson. I guess I could work. Like Demarius. Well played. Uh, Gerald McCoy, no, mainly because he, you know, didn't have the sack numbers, I don't think. Calais Campbell, I think is actually probably the biggest name on here who should get consideration. But like, interior defensive linemen just ha- don't get love and haven't gotten a lot of love until recently. Um, and I, I just can't see Campbell getting in, although, I mean, he's, like, the problem is he's toiled in obscurity for a long time, right? Sean, you look petrified. What's happening? <laughs> I was actually just kind of surprised about how many sacks he has in his career. Yeah. In interior. Well, he's like, played, I think, played on the edge. So, like, he's done, like, so, like, he, he moves around a little bit. But, I mean, yeah. So, like, he's he's 53rd all-time in sacks, a little bit ahead of Justin Houston, right behind Ken Harvey. Like, Ryan Kerrigan is in that range. Chandler Jones is in that range. I think you're right. I don't think he'll get in because I don't think he played on enough high-profile teams. Yeah. But if he's a guy that – can string together like late career eight sack seasons. Like he could be a guy who accumulates enough to get in the conversation. Yeah. I mean, uh, since his contract year and like, he's been a good contract signing for Jacksonville, like his production, he has 40 sacks the last four years. That's, if he gets years. Around, That's but, good. Yeah. It's real good. 10 a year is good. Not great. I mean, for hall of fame conversations. I, I, I think if you average 10 a year over, a ten-year career. In like, what if he gets to a hundred? I think, can, like, yeah, we can talk. Yeah, what's he at now? Eighty-eight. All right, he's got twelve more to go, and then we can talk. <laughs> he's thirty-three for what it's worth, so it might not be surprising if he really starts declining in the next year or yeah, two. I don't know. He'll sign a three-year deal, I bet, somewhere, and then I think he does. He have one more year left on his deal, or is he? I think he has one more year left. So he could do it next year. They're rebooting there. I mean, you could see him in a, he could end up getting traded or, I mean, they I should probably catch him. 
It wouldn't be it wouldn't be shocking if he worked his way into the discussion. So like Yeah. I agree. Okay, so like by the way, Von Miller already has 104 sacks. We'll get to him in a second. Uh, Elvis Dumerville, for instance, 105 and a half sacks. Nah, just but he's not even in the conversation. You know why? Because his agent that's is that, not That's sort of machine. my point. But, like, Campbell's a better all-around player. I'm trying to think of a good comp here. So, like, Dwight Freeney? No. He's more like Cameron Freeney, Hayward. I think Cameron Hayward's better. And Freeney was on those high-profile Colts teams, which really helped him, too. If Freeney doesn't get in, is Terrell Suggs going to get in? No. No? Terrell Suggs? He's ninth all time in sacks. I think Suggs gets in. He's the same member of sacks. I mean, DeMarcus Ware's getting in, right? I, he's got 138 sacks, more than Richard Dett, more than Jared Allen. I, and he played on good, like, Ravens teams that were always in the playoffs. I think Suggs gets in. Suggs is going to get in. Suggs had one yeah. Super Bowl. I was trying to think. Yeah, he got one. He gets drafted in 03. I mean, every single person above Suggs, except for DeMarcus Ware, who's not eligible yet. What is DeMarcus Ware? How many sacks does he have? 138. Well, half, DeMarcus Ware is good. Half more than Suggs. And Suggs, do we know if, if he's retiring after this year? or? I'm not sure. He signed a one-year deal to go back to Arizona, so probably. But maybe, maybe not. He's played pretty well. Uh, I mean, he, someone might want him. Like, Cardinals might want him on a cheap one-year deal. Yeah. I, I Suggs is getting in. Okay. If he gets above Strahan, like he only needs three and a half to get above Strahan, he's getting in. I agree with Brinson. I mean, I think... I think just top retiring as a top ten guy in sacks is yeah. going to get you in with them, and like his personality, like all that stuff weighs into it. Robert Mathis, no, right? I mean, no, right? I mean, I'm just looking at guy. I like him trying to comp for like. Well, if you're not putting, if you're not putting Freeney in, then you're if not Freeney putting... doesn't get in, the Clay's Campbell's probably not getting in. Agreed, and Mathis isn't getting in. Yeah. Those are kind of in the same tier of sure. Uh, sure. Um, all right, good track, but work left to do. Hold on, hold on. Yes. You missed Eric Weddle. Oh, Weddle, yeah. So let me make a case for Eric Weddle. Yes or no, you guys can decide. So Eric Weddle right now, and he was drafted in 07, so this is his 13th season. He has, let's see, let's see, 29 interceptions, eight forced fumbles, nine and a half sacks career-wise. How does that strike you? That sounds like the Calais Campbell of safeties to me. <laughs> so let's do a little comparison here. So remember that. 29 interceptions, 8 sacks, 9.5. I'm sorry, 8 force fumbles, 9.5 sacks. Ed Reed, who is the gold standard, I think you would all agree, for safeties, 6 sacks, 11 force fumbles, 6 DeVore interceptions. So, he ain't Ed Reed. We can all agree on that. But, 12 sacks, 14 force fumbles, 32 interceptions. My guy, Troy Palomalu, who I feel like is probably going to get in. His numbers aren't that much better than Eric Weddle's. Palomalu is a lock to get in. I feel like part He's of got what, the narrative, though. Yeah, He's exactly. The hair, the Steelers, and well, so listen, he has three more interceptions, three more forced fumbles, and two and a half, three and a half more sacks. That's it than Eric Weddle. Yeah, Ed Weddle has two All Pros, four, no, five, sorry, six Pro Bowls, which is really good. Um, he he has a really good resume. I would say this, and I do not mean this in a demeaning fashion because I love Dave Kanner. I can see his agent, David Canner, because Weddle is like Canner's first big client, doing a big push. Like, do, like doing a big presentation and sort of you know, a little wine and dine and explaining why Weddle should get in. And I think Weddle's got a chance, but I think it would have to be – I think for Weddle to get in, I would sort of look at it like uh, Torrey Holt's case with the, as like the wide receiver and like Isaac Bruce. No, like these guys who are running the edge right now. I was laughing about the NC State connection, but go ahead. Well, no, I mean, like I think Torrey Holt should be in. I think Isaac Bruce should be in. But like they they're gonna need to catch a break in terms of timing where there's like some open spots. And that that's the issue right now. It's like there's this wave of just incredible guys from the nineties retiring. Like in Peyton Manning retired in two thousand fifteen, after the two thousand fifteen season. He's gonna be eligible in like two years. Like the the guys who are retiring. Do you think he's like getting Andre in? Johnson, Steve Smith? I mean, they're just guys who are gonna Peyton Manning might get in. I'm saying they're guys who are gonna jump. Like there's gonna be a major clot of guys that you're gonna have that you are going to put in. And so somebody like Eric Weddle or um, Calais Campbell would need to catch a timing break and have somebody really stump for him in terms of the committee to get in. Um, all right, the good but work left to do. These are active guys who. Could qualify. Uh, Russell Wilson, Hall of yep. Famer, right? Feel like it. 
Much better yeah. taste than Eli Manning. Okay. Yeah, for sure. If Russell's career ended today, would he be in? It'd be close. I, I think I would feel comfortable putting him in. Yeah. Okay. If I, only for no other reason than his sideline pep talks. Mic'd up segments. I am in the Hall of Fame. Four Pro Bowl, five Pro Bowls. I don't know that Russell would definitely get in if he retired. Well, right. Also, he's he's a victim of the offense he plays in. If he were playing for Andy Reid, he'd have five thousand passing yards a year. Tell you this much: to get back into like the Eli type of conversation, if if Pete Carroll calls for a running play at the goal line and they score that touchdown, he's he's a lock right now because he has two Super Bowls back to back, which doesn't yeah. happen often. And maybe three Super Bowls if the team stays together and doesn't fall apart because of the Pete Carroll play call. I, I I would say that like I I think that Russell is a stone cold lock as long as he plays five more years. I think if he retired, like, right, like Andrew Luck retired in the same class and walked away with really good stats and is not in. So, like, I think if Russell walked away after this year, I don't think he would be in. But he, uh, Le'Veon he will Bell, get in. He will get in, though. He will get in. Russell will not let himself not get in. I promise that. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell. No. Next question. All right. Wide receiver is really interesting. <laughs> I was just laughing at how quick we dismissed Le'Veon Bell. If he uh, stayed in Pittsburgh, he probably. Oh, I, I agree completely. But, I mean, he he had he doesn't have a game over 100 yards this year and he didn't play last year. Like he's I, I 151 two nights ago. What's that? He bowled a 251 two nights ago, so he's got that. He's going. A Hall of Fame bowler. Yeah, he's bowling Hall of Fame. <laughs> PBA Hall of Fame. Nice. Um, Drop okay. the PBA on us. I like this question from Debo in the rundown. You get to pick. You get to you get to pick one of these players, and if you miss, you have a finger chopped off. It's really dark by Debo to put that in there. Oh. Julio Jones. This I'm, is easy. Julio Jones, AJ Green, Antonio Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, Odell Beckham, T.Y. Hilton, Mike Evans. Oh, you know what? Take Julio off. That's Thanks. easy. Oh, that was yeah, the, I mean, yeah. Take Julio off. All AJ right. Green, Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham, T.Y. Hilton, Mike Evans. I took DeAndre Hopkins off. Oh, yeah. You took the two good ones off. Oh, you okay. took Hopkins off. Yeah. So, but, so, but the, the point is that we both, well, all three of us agree that Julio and Hopkins are going yeah. to probably, they, assuming they continue on their path for like three or four more years, they will be Hall of Famers. So AJ yeah. Green, what? I was going to say, in, in a normal world, in an alternative universe where he's not sending out, you know, dumb tweets, Antonio Brown's a lot too. You'd have to take him off this list. But he is clearly on this list and he will remain on this list probably for the rest of his life because that's the only, you know, that's the only place he's going to go. He ain't going to the Hall of Fame, which is nutty. It, I can't believe that he's not going to the Hall of Fame. He was sauntering into the Hall of Fame until he sashaying, sashaying, and Ooh, he actually. What did you think about his tweet on uh, while we were recording this? Hey, he's taking a break. Sounds like in 2020. What's he taking a break from? He said, "White woman." No I, more white women. 2020. No, 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 no. White woman. White Singular. woman. So just one. Could be a typo. I, knowing him, he probably doesn't make typos. Yeah. <laughs> so that's one. Of, he tweeted a lot of crazy stuff, um, like in a 15 minute stretch. So. He had four, four straight seasons of, of All-Pro, led the league in receptions twice, led the league in receiving yards twice. He became such a scumbag in the last 365 days, like just such a deplorable Less than that. person in terms of the way that people view him. I don't think he would get in right now. Well, it's not supposed to be about that, though. It's also supposed to be about on the field. Ask Terrell Owens. Yeah, Terrell Owens. I mean, Terrell Owens is the biggest slam-dunk first ballot Hall of Famer not to be a first. And listen, Terrell Owens did nothing of what we heard of AB doing, allegedly or otherwise. So it's an a-hole. Just yeah. said that. It's an a-hole with his teammates. So the uh-huh. the list you you read the the slam dunk on that list of the AJ Green, Antonio Brown, OBJ, T.Y. Hilton, and Mike Evans is Mike Evans. I agree with that. That's what I, that's what I was going to say. Mm, interesting. AJ Green's got a pretty good case. This year does not help him. He is so. I agree. So I think. In my eyes, AJ Green is probably a Hall of Famer, but I think if you were to send out a Twitter poll right now, it, you would have more people saying he's not a Hall of Famer. I think because he's played in Cincinnati, he is really underappreciated. When the fact is, before this last season, he—that's yeah, true. Where's Breach when you actually need him? Uh, <laughs> he, he was like, like this is the first time I've been pro Bengals in like in years. Um, I think. Up. He, for a long time, he was a top three receiver. I feel like in the NFL, but behind Antonio Brown, I'm trying to think who else. Well, he came, remember he came in the he was drafted fifth, and Julio Jones was drafted uh, sixth. Yeah, yeah. So, so I guess in the last like like five years, you, you would be like 
He was fourth. Patrick Peterson was fifth. Julio Jones was sixth. That's what it was. Yeah, it was like Julio, uh, and I think AJ Green was like right in that group, and but he just wasn't getting the fanfare or publicity that those other guys were getting until Mike Evans did it this year. AJ Green and Randy Moss were the only ones to have a thousand yards in their first. Oh no, I know what it was. AJ Green was almost was about to have a thousand yards in his first six seasons, which is the only other person who ever done that was uh, uh, Randy Moss, and then he got hurt in 2016. He wasn't very effective in 2017 and um, 2018, a very down year. He was injured again, and he hadn't played at all this year. So I think A.J. Green, his first five years, and he was a, was a slam dunk Hall of Famer, and then the last four years have really hurt him. Like, I don't know that he's getting in. He has less – he has – the person directly above him, below him in terms of receiving yards is Ricky Prohl. Nice. The Rams. Yeah, I love Ricky Prohl, but that's not getting him in. By the way, Antonio Brown finished with less receiving yards, if he's done, has less receiving yards than Calvin Johnson, Musi Muhammad, Rod Smith, and Keenan McCardell, and barely, he's got like 100 and, just over 200 more than Chad Johnson and Joey Galloway. So no chance is Antonio Brown getting in unless he plays like a couple more seasons. Um, By the way, Mike Evans might be the answer. On AJ Green, he only had one season inside the top 10 in terms of DVOA. Value per play among all wide receivers. The rest it's are in the insane one. too that Odell Beckham might not be a Hall of Famer. Well, when like he goes you, to New England next year, yeah, three true. years from now, we'll talk about it again. That's true. Uh, Travis Kelsey, yeah, yeah, I think he has a great chance. Gronkowski, yeah. no. I think. Oh, you don't. Oh, you think Gronk? No, I think no, Gronk. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, I was gonna say. Well, I mean, like there are people who would argue he didn't play long enough, but look, if like Terrell Davis is getting in for that short of a peak, like Gronk should be getting in. It's a no-brainer. Uh, Aaron Donald is 100% a Hall of Famer. I think he'd be you know why? Of- because he told you he was going to the Hall of Fame, and you said, yes, I agree with you. Like, there's no – that's how good he is. Like, he – not you personally. <laughs> I was like, do we do do we do that interview? I don't remember that. <laughs> he did tweet at you, but I'm just saying he's the type of person that would say, I'm going in. They're like, yeah, walk on in. Khalil Mack? I don't know. Sean, that's your purview. Uh, I mean, like, right now, no, but I think – Yes, if he maintains something close to his current level of production. I mean, and it's still called down year this year. Um, he's still at seven and a half sacks, so like he might, he's going to get around ten. And like, if that's his down year, if he averages ten sacks, I think he gets in. To Dave and Clowney, I'm laughing because Debo highlighted the guy he Clowney. wants to get in. <laughs> I think Clowney, Luke, no. I think Luke Keekley and Bobby Wagner will both get in. Yes. Yeah. How many times did middle linebackers get in? Like how frequently? Yeah, Keekley's getting in, dude. White middle linebacker, defensive rookie of the year. Dick Buckus will introduce him. If, if Keekley gets in, Wagner should get in. If Wagner gets in, Keekley should get in because those are the two best inside linebackers in football, and they, they are neck and neck. I will bet you uh, 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 he was about. Debo claims he's about to delete Fletcher Cox from this list. No, don't delete him. If you don't leave Deshaun Jackson, you got to leave Fletcher Cox. Um, <laughs> Luke Keekley has five All Pro teams. Okay, I think they're both and, getting in. I, he's not, 28. He's he's getting. I'm in. not sure. I think he would get in right now if he. If he also, was. Bobby Wagner was a part of like a famous defense, so I think that helps Bobby Wagner a lot. Luke Keekley is a defensive player of the year, a defensive rookie of the year award. Yeah, Bobby, I think I just Bobby I Wagner has one MVP in. vote though. Never forget. You know who voted for him? Who? You don't remember that? You were with me, right? I vaguely remember. I don't remember who it was. Remember Tony Dungy voted for him, and it was the year he missed like six games. <laughs> was like, what he did. Yeah, that's always when those weird players get votes because like the team doesn't perform as well, and then it's Google like, oh, Tony Steve Dungy, Google Tony Dungy, uh, Bobby Wagner MVP vote sometime. It's hilarious. Like I, I wrote a scathing article about. It. I was like, what are you doing, Tony? Oh, Brenton scathed on him. Dungy, you uh, got scathed. Let's see if we can find. I'm it. sure he's shaking in his boots here. Oh yeah, Brenton. Uh, I will say this: it is disrespectful that uh, Debo didn't put Cam Hayward on there. It is, but he put Cam Jordan on there. That's a sneaky one. Yeah, no, that is. I think he could. I think he could backdoor his way in. Uh, yeah, he has a ninety-nine percent better chance than Jadavian Clowney. Um, Clowney's not getting in. I don't know if Patrick Peterson's getting in. Wagner. So this is Bobby Wagner is an awesome linebacker, made a huge difference with the Seahawks' run defense who returned from injury. But he's not the 2014 NFL MVP, nor does he deserve a vote for the 2014 NFL MVP. Someone gave him one anyway. No, really. According to the AP, they received one vote for Wagner from a rogue voter who should probably not be allowed to vote in the coming season. Wagner played 11 games. 
Somebody, Tony Dungy watched him play 11 games and gave him the MVP vote. <laughs> he was impressed. What, what year is that? So who won MVP that year? Um, Rogers. <laughs> All right. No harm, no foul. What do you mean no imagine, harm? I mean, imagine yeah. taking a middle linebacker who didn't play the whole season is more valuable than a quarterback. Hey, guess what? You're still talking about it. No, it was, it was the year when the people were trying to push for J.J. Uh, Watt got 13 MVP votes of the oh, 50. Good. So he, there was an actual more viable defensive player to vote for. J.J. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Watt's Hall of Famer. Rodgers threw 4,381 yards, 38 touchdowns, five interceptions. His team went 12 and four, and he voted for Bobby Wagner. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I guarantee you Aaron Rodgers held that as a grudge. It was a chip on his shoulder the next, probably still to this day. Probably still by, doing it, yeah. By the way, someone tweeted me during the middle of the Jets-Ravens game. I said that Lamar is taking too many hits lately. Mm-hmm. He said, foe. And I replied back and said, foe clown. And I was like, oh, that guy doesn't get that. <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten it. Uh, Patrick Peterson or Stephon Gilmore? I think it's too early for Stephon. I don't know if Patrick's getting in. Plays on a terrible team. I don't, I don't watch a lot of Patrick Peterson because I don't watch a lot of the Cardinals. I don't know how good he's been. I have to check, uh, pro football focus, but when I watched him last week, that the whole defense didn't look very good. So I don't know. I think, um, Larry Fitzgerald's a, a slam dunk. That's a great call, right? His teammate. Uh, well, just uh, another Cardinal. I think Peyton Manning guys is going to get into. No, I'm talking about another Arizona. Tom, that Tom Brady guy. Tom good Brady, chance. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady have a chance. Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> you guys suck. <laughs> this, by the way, this is what it's like for a really smart person to talk to two idiots. Larry <laughs> Fitzgerald's got a shot, I guess. Um, Justin Tucker. Justin Tucker. I say yes. Yes. You know what? That's a much more idiotic question than me asking about Larry Fitzgerald. Of course, he's getting in. Well, he should, but he might not. Based Why would he? Whatnot. Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald is going to be a automatic first ballot Hall of Famer the, the first year he retires. As will he, Justin Tucker. Mark it down. I need I mean, reason. Maybe, I need Larry Fitzgerald is one right now. What are you talking? This is such you die on the weirdest hills. Um, what? Right, let's talk about some quarterbacks. Dog fights here. Matt Ryan. Justin Tucker, first ballot Hall of Famer. Probably no. Maybe we'll see. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, Matthew Stafford, Cam Newton. Yeah. You do with I don't ones? like this group. So I, for sure, rule out Stafford um, because he is, to me, I mean, like, and he played, I'm ruling it out right now because he played, in my eyes, the best year of his career before he got hurt this year. And if he strings together more of those seasons, then yes. Uh, but the Stafford argument for me is a lot like the Eli argument in the sense that he's accumulated a lot of stats. Um, because he has stayed pretty healthy, and he's also played in these Lions offenses um, that have <laughs> – I'm going to laugh at Ryan facing his glasses. Um, he's played in these offenses that have thrown the ball like 35 times a game. Um, and I don't know if at any point in his career he was a top-five quarterback, except he was playing like one this year before he got hurt. Okay. Uh, so I, I'm more inclined for someone like Matt Ryan – um, and I don't know if I would consider him Hall of Famer, but at least he has that MVP level season where he was legitimately the best and most so, valuable player in football. Let me ask you this. If Matt Stafford, Matthew Stafford was playing for the Giants and play the exact same way as he's played for the Lions, how would you feel? I wouldn't feel differently, but like, I think he, they might get in. And Stafford, look, if Eli gets in, I think Stafford deserves to get in, but they're not going to be judged on the same criteria because of Eli's rings and Eli's last name. I mean, Stafford is, I mean, I don't think quarterback wins should matter, but he's nine games under 500. Dude, he, he was drafted to a team that won zero games a year before he got there. I'm not, I, I just said I don't think quarterback wins should matter. I'm, t- I'm not. And then you said, to, but. I'm, I'm, I'm creating a. Well, that okay. stuff is going to be used against them. Like, this exactly. is stuff that will be brought up. Exactly. Also, well, you know what's going to be brought up? If Matt Ryan well, had won the um, Super Bowl, then maybe that's a different conversation, but. I think Matt, Matt Ryan Stafford. is a lock. Why? Matt Ryan's 10th all-time in passing yards right now. What has he done? He won an MVP. He put up one of like the historically great yeah. all-time seasons. Okay. I, don't I think, think if Matt know. Ryan retired right now, he might get in. I think okay. he should. I, don't, um, I have a higher standard. Stafford also is if he keeps his longevity going. Like, Brinson and I were talking about this when, like, Breeze broke the record and how they were doing all these celebrations. We're like, in, in 10 He's years, we're going to be doing this with Matthew Stafford, and it's going to be ridiculous because like, it's just going like, to be an accumulation stat. Like, but, like, Stafford's, like, like beating the, like, 
Cardinals in like week 17. He's like going six and 10. They're like, Stafford broke the all time. Like, and I, I love Matthew Stafford, but, um, I, I, th- I think when you look at him and Matt Ryan, and Matt Ryan was drafted one year before, remember Stafford only played 13 games his first two seasons. That's tough. I mean, that hurts your, and like, that's, that's how crazy his numbers are. Ryan's been so consistent, has been to the playoffs, almost had that Super Bowl, had that, I mean, incredible MVP season. I think, I think, I don't think Stafford. We probably crap on Stafford too much. If he if I he like plays him. if he plays, if he plays four or five more years and has a couple four thousand yard seasons, he can get in. If Matt Patricia runs him in the ground, he's not going to make it. He's not yep. getting in with two two more four thousand yard seasons. I said four or five. So here's a good comp for Matthew Stafford. Carson Palmer. Why is that a good comp? Injuries, miss some time. Carson's not getting games. in. Exactly. Carson's not getting in. That's what I'm saying. Like he would need to, he would need to put together a better resume than Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer is right there on the edge of getting in. No, he's not. He's not close. I don't think, I don't think so. Yeah. I agree with that. I think most people would be like, no way. Well, I think or, t- Tony Romo. I think Tony Romo is a Hall of Famer, but I don't yeah. think Tony Romo is getting in. That's what I'm saying. But I'm saying like those guys live right there on the outside. Like that's why if Philip Rivers didn't get in, I wouldn't be entirely stunned because I think a lot of people would put Rivers in that same category as Romo and Carson Palmer, even though Rivers has a much better resume to me. And I think, I, would put, I think Stafford's in that same group. Okay. He ain't getting in, but you can put him close by. I think Stafford for me is in a different group than Romo and Rivers, at least for me. I think Romo's and Romo and Rivers at their peak, um, were, Top five quarterbacks. I don't know, again, if Matthew Stafford has ever been that in his career. He's always been fine. He's always been good. Uh, but he's never been like a top five MVP type of guy. So Stafford's with Cutler? <laughs> yes. No, I mean, I think, it, I think it's a pretty good comp, too. I think they're very, like, comparable playing styles, too. It's an insult to Matthew Stafford. It sure is. I, I think if you switch where they landed in their careers, like on the teams and the offenses they were playing in, like Cutler. But Imagine Matthew Cutler. Stafford playing for Mike Shanahan. Shut up, Sean. That's a crazy talk. Yeah. What I don't understand. What he would be amazing. Classic. Huge numbers. Yeah, yeah, and and it's no surprise that Cutler, when he was in that Mike Shanahan offense, was thought of as like, oh, maybe the next great NFL quarterback. And then once he left there, uh, he, he never came close. Because Josh McDaniels was an a-hole to him, and Jay Cutler admittedly yeah, has really said – has no, Jay Cutler admittedly has said he handled that completely wrong, and if he had, would it, was able to go back and do it, he'd handle it completely differently. Well, Matthew Stafford would have handled it perfectly. And he'd That's be in the true. Hall of Fame. Yeah. That's true. Matthew Stafford wouldn't have been an a-hole to Jay Okay, well, why are we sucked in – we're talking about a Hall of Fame argument. Somehow I'm sucked into talking about Jay Cutler. Because we know you'll defend Jay Cutler for you. I know. Right, let's get to, I'm, uh, I'm let's get to the no-brainers list. Tom Brady, Drew Brees. Aaron Rodgers, Big Ben, Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> hey, how did he get there? Uh, Peterson, that's a good no-brainer. J.J. Uh, yes. Watt. I don't know if this next name is a no-brainer. Adam Vinatieri? He's Our it. buddy MDS has long been. It's only MDS. MDS hates Vinatieri. It's, really <laughs> it's hilarious. He's like, he's, he's not that much. He's not even good from distance. He just made a couple big field goals in big spots. <laughs> well, I, I think he's in, he's getting in because he's incredibly Clutch, but I agree with him in the sense that, like, if you actually look at his statistics, he's been like a pretty. Isn't disaster. he basically the Eli Manning of kickers? <laughs> maybe, 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 yeah. I like that. That's the best thing you've said. Yeah. Um, Both getting in. Anybody else? Are we missing anybody else from that group? Hmm. Hmm. By the way, nope. Cam Newton. No Cam Newton we didn't even talk about. I don't think. I think Cam could get in, but he would need to play. You need to win a, another. Uh, you need to win a Super Bowl, maybe two, or have like another. Um, yeah, I think he would need a. We all agree, Brady. All those guys are yes, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, oh, oh, sorry. There's one more list of guys above that I I missed. Yeah, you skipped them. I did, didn't I? I scrolled too fast. How, how did I miss them? Um, Frank Gore. He thinks he's getting in. Yes, to me. I think longevity is a little bit more impressive. He's at, still playing at, at a high level. Hey, look, the bus got in. I'm more willing to reward longevity for running backs than other players. All right. Come I on. think Frank Gore should get in. Okay. I'm fine with that. I know people are like, he's a compiler. It's like he's grinding like every day. He's a compiler. 
I, mean, yeah. I also think people forget that he was really damn good when he was with the 49ers. Like, it's this era of his career since he went to Miami and Indianapolis and all that that he's turned into the, the you know, the change of pace back who... He's, he's, he's like 35. Yeah. Like, he's just... Uh, Julian Edelman, we're never... No way. No, 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 no We're not going to be talking about it right now because we have a... Well, we preview. Have a whole... No way. <laughs> Sorry. That, that's the, the one that... Separate... I have a preview as well for Julian Edelman. Absolutely not. <laughs> I have a preview. Maybe. Um, Edelman, we will talk about later. Jason, look at Jason Peters. Look at his way I thought you were going to say Jason Garrett for a second. <laughs> Jason Peters, yes or no? He's been great, but I, I mean, look, I don't watch a lot of left tackles, I'll be honest with you, so <laughs> I, I'm not sure how, you, how you're with the criteria is for left tackles. I That's just, a question for Prisco. I don't really watch a lot of football. Um, Jason well, you Peters, tell me. Okay, tell, tell me what Jason Jason Peters has done well the last five years that you really appreciated. Smart guy. I mean, he won a Super Bowl with the Eagles. Oh, and, uh, great. Anything else? He's, he's good at blocking. He's been one of the <laughs> exactly. best. Left, he's been like he's playing at age thirty-seven. I think he's getting in for sure. I, I think he's all a favor. Yeah, great. Pretty easy answer. Yes, from two of us here. Uh, Joe Staley. I would say no right now. Why not? Uh, you know, not really technically sound. You know how it is. Um, Marshall Yanda, absolutely yes. Marshall Yanda, yes. Andrew Whitworth, a uh, resounding yes. I think, I think so. especially the L.A. the L.A. bump is going to help him big. By the way, I recall when he signed with L.A., you were front and center calling him out as being an old person who wouldn't be able to play the left tackle position. He's played three years now. <laughs> I did not do that. No, a hundred percent. I think he actually wrote that it. is false because I actually saw him the year he signed at the combine. In, uh, in, what was he doing? In, Working out? No, he's coming, no, he walked in with like an agent or somebody. I was like, holy crap. That dude looks like he's 24. He's going to be fine. 24? He has less hair than I do. He looks great. Okay. Um, maybe Joe Staley's in. No, he didn't have the all pros. No. Yeah. Uh, Gino Atkins, I say yes. What? How many sacks does he have? It's not all about sacks. He's a freaking. But he's guy. playing on the interior of the line. Well, he's, sort of, he's 160 sacks. He does not have 160. <laughs> I was going to say, good lord. How's he not already? Two All Pro seasons. We'd have to ask Dana. Three double digit sack seasons. Two more of nine each. Where he's is there? By the way, Breach is on the airplane listening to this right now, like banging his head against the seat in front of him. Sir, we're going to have to ask you to calm down. It is amazing, like, if you, if Whitworth doesn't go and play in LA, I don't think he would be an automatic yes. AJ Green, not an automatic yes. And Geno Atkins, not an automatic yes. You know why? Because all these guys played at this stupid team, the Bengals. But Real they quick. played at a time where the Bengals, the Bengals went to five straight playoff games from 2012. And, and win to- one of them. Well, that, that's, that's and it. no one ever in any of those seasons took them seriously as a viable threat to win the Super Bowl. That's Ryan right. likes to float his Odell Beckham to New England theory. I like the AJ Green to New England theory better this offseason because He's AJ Green he'll get healthy. He'll get healthy as soon as the Patriots come calling. That's true. And, and they don't have to trade for him; they can just sign him. Exactly. Yeah, they're like, you can tell AJ Green is healthy. He's just not playing because he's a free agent next year. He's like, f y'all, this team sucks. Why would he? Yeah. Don't you do want me to catch yeah. passes to Ryan Finley? Uh, no, thank you. And Dominican Sue. Yeah, I say yes. His, his reputation is going to hurt him. No, I. Th- you know what? We we talked about Miles Garrett and his reputation being like a Dom- I think Dominican Sue's reputation is fine now. Like he hasn't kicked anyone in five or six years. Um, <laughs> he's. I think he's mostly done the right things, right? Have we heard anything recently about him on no. the field doing things? Yeah. It's been a while. It's been, yeah. <laughs> he hadn't kicked you in five. I mean, he hadn't, I, I, had, he hadn't had a truly transcendent season in a while. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I would put him in. <laughs> Why? I think he's getting I think he'll get in. Uh, Jason, guys, Jason Witten is getting in, right? You guys are putting uh, everyone in. White Cowboys tight end with big career numbers. He, yeah, Jason Witten's getting in. I wouldn't put him in, but I'd put his hairpiece in. Earl Thomas? No. No? Yes. If I would put in Earl Thomas. Ryan's, over got a, Ryan's Hall of Fame has four people in it. Let me I, look would, his ben, I would put Paul Earl Thomas in over Eric Weddle and Troy Polamalu in a heartbeat. Yeah, let me let me double check those numbers. So just, just summarize. Okay, so let's see. 11 forced fumbles, which is great. 30 interceptions, which is great. What's the other? Uh, one and a half sacks. So he has fewer sacks than Weddle and Palomalu. Well, 
What? Why are we? He, exactly. How often? He, he he's a single high safety in I'm Seattle just, on a cover three. He was asked to patrol I'm, the middle of the field on every snap. I understand why that. I'm just I'm comparing the stats that um. The three time all pro like the he also league. he also has zero just, touchdown passes. Ah, uh, forget it. Whatever. Okay. Doesn't matter. I was going to make a case for it, but facts. Sean has has to make his point. Go ahead, Sean. What else you got? Anything else? Anything else idiotic you'd like to say? He was the best. He was the best free safety in football for a, a number of years. How many years? Six or seven? Five or six? Oh. I'd say four. But yes. Yeah, okay. that's way too sorry. much. Sorry, sorry. Anyway, my point that I was trying to make is he has comparable numbers to both Weddle and Palomalu, so he's in that conversation. Thomas Earl Thomas is in over Weddle. Yeah, probably. But I mean. Let's see. He's played ten years, and Weddle's played thirteen. I mean, yeah, but I mean, preser- look, I mean, like if Earl Thomas is season, if he's like, I'm out after this season, then it's going to be tough. But like, if he plays a couple more seasons and plays well in Baltimore, he's definitely getting in. Well, he's I mean, a good the same numbers as Weddle. And, and if the Ravens win the Super Bowl this year, and he suddenly has two different rings to two yeah. different teams. If he, yeah, yeah. If he's if he's the if he's the like, because remember he got added. He was like the number one draft pick in 2010 to the Seahawks and the foundation piece of that defense. If he's the foundation piece piece of the Legion of Boone that won a Super Bowl and the foundation free agency piece of a Ravens team that wins a Super Bowl, he's getting in. What's crazy yeah, I, is that at the time that the Seahawks drafted him. So Pete Carroll was just at USC. Who was the USC safety coming out in that same draft? That was like a late first oh, round it was, pick. Uh, that, oh my God. That people thought that Pete Carroll was going to take him. And people were saying Earl Thomas is too small to play in the NFL. Cause I remember it was a little bit of a surprise. Cause I was still in Seattle at that point. Yeah, and people were surprised. By, uh, oh, Taylor May. Eric May. Taylor okay. May. That's it. Yeah. Eric Mays. Cause it, cause Taylor Mays ran a four. Billy Mays. He ran four four, and everyone was excited about that. And the Bengals drafted him, and um, he he could run really fast in straight line, but he couldn't like turn, which was apparently something he needed to do as a safety. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and don't forget that uh, Earl Thomas, fun fact, drafted by the Seahawks with the pick that they acquired in the Josh McDaniels Alfonso Smith trade that probably oh. ultimately got McDaniels one of the worst draft picks ever. The Alfonso yeah. Smith trade. Oh, yeah. yeah. Traded a future first round pick to take a second round to use a second round pick on a cornerback out of Wake Forest. Who was four feet tall and got cut the next year. In the same draft he took Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. Yep. And took uh the running back like a top ten pick. No shot. And, and the no only shot. reason they had all those picks was because they traded Jay Cutler. By the way, I'm not sure all these guys That's are getting in. Fact. Like I'm not sure that um Earl Thomas is getting in. I'm not sure Jason Witten's getting in. I'm just saying. Jason Witten's getting in. Okay. White Cowboys tight end, please. Yeah, but you guys say that about every single person we bring up. Oh, they're getting in. So I just don't think they can all get in. Like, when is Jason Witten getting in? When is Earl Thomas getting in? You just talk about this this glut of names coming up. What about like, Richard Sherman? I like him best of the, of the Witten-Thomas group. I think Richard Sherman's the most likely candidate. I think Sherman's a lock. Yeah, now I'm self-conscious about Ryan saying, because Ryan's right, we are saying everyone's getting in. But Ryan's, I, I think sure. Ryan's got, look, I, look, look, Sean, there's five people in Ryan's Hall of Fame. It's Big Ben, Troy Polamalu, Mike Tomlin, Heinz Ward, Sean McDermott, and Darren Sharp. If, if, if Earl Thomas is getting in, Richard Sherman should be getting in. Thank you. They're both getting in. I agree. Okay, let me ask you guys again. I'll ask again. When are they getting in? Ten years, years after they retire. You don't know when they're going to retire, so <laughs> they're still playing. And also, not only are they still playing, they're still playing really well. Like Richard Sherman, the last two years has had two sneaky great seasons. That last year, no one's talking about because the 49ers just sucked. People actually are talking about this year because their defense rocks. And Earl Thomas is having a really good year in Baltimore. So they're both first ballot Hall of Famers according to the Prince. Is that correct? I, it depends. For on me, the yes. I think for me, yes. Okay. I mean, look, they're deserving, but I don't know how we're going to have 40 people at the Hall of Fame induction giving speeches until 2 in the morning. I mean, it depends on who's in the class. Like, if if we go by this list, everyone is in the class. I mean, how many people we said are definitely – Wait a minute. We've said no on a lot of people. Yeah. So we got like – right, right, let's, let's run back through. We're gonna, Devo's going to – you know what, Devo's not going to – if Devo's going to kill me, he would have killed me a long time ago. Um, He's passed out drunk. He's had enough. Well, right, by so, the way, when, when this segment was suggested, I was like, there's no way we're doing this in 20 minutes. This is, uh. All right, so Richard Sherman, Earl Thomas, and Jason Witten. This is not who you disagree with, Ryan. This is me and Sean's list of who okay, we Okay, go ahead. Yeah, no, I'll just count. I'll be the, I'll be the official counter. So that's three. Um, 
I'm going to say Geno Atkins is on the maybe side. Well, give me a yes or no. Is he in or not? And Dominican Sue, yes. We didn't mention Clay Matthews, but I say no. No. Terrell Suggs, yes. Yes. Andrew Whitworth, yes. Yeah. Marshall Yonda, yes. Yes. Joe Staley, no. Jason Peters, yes. Edelman, no. What? <laughs> I can't believe he's even in this conversation. Yeah. Well, we have another one. Frank Gore, yes. Eli Manning, Philip Rivers, yes. <laughs> Matt well, Ryan, yes. You're saying if we think they will get it, not if we agree. Yeah. 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 Okay. Just making sure. Yeah. Matt Ryan, yes. Justin Tucker, yes. And then, like, all these other guys who were talking about, like, Luke Keekley. I mean, the guys who were talking about, like, Luke Keekley, like, he's 29. I mean, like, again, if he retired right now, he's not getting in. We're talking like six years from you now. You said slam dunk. Luke Kuechly was in 20 minutes ago. I, I, I meant the group. Like Von Miller, I think, would be in right now. Von Miller's 105 sacks right now. Okay. I'm just asking for your yeses so I can count them up. Donald, Mack, Miller, Wagner, Kuechly. All yes. Yeah. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> they're not going to – They're, not they're gonna not all retiring at the same time, man. They're hey, not Sean, Sean take a deep breath. No but one's the, angry. But like – you're not going to be even working in sports media by the time these guys are coming up. You're going to be like at back at home. Look, defense. man, you could say that next week. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'm not like, you think we're going to be at CBS in 10 years from now? That would be a miracle. Sean's going to be the, 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 what's it called? The tour manager for brand new by that point. God, what if, it, what if we're still doing this pick six podcast in 10 years? And it's like, we're just playing this audio of Ryan be like, Keekley's not getting in. It's just like banging him over and over again. It's like, it's like, Keekley, is he the greatest defensive player of all time? It's up for debate. It's just like, just smashing Ryan, dunking on him over and over and over again. I welcome it. Um, so just from the guys who are on That's the 11 deal, guys. No, no, no. I would say, don't look at it like Aaron Donald's in his prime right now. That's, you can't talk about the guys who are on the tail end of their careers. Rivers, Manning, Gore, that's three. Peters, Yonda, Whitworth, that's six. Suggs, Sue, Witten, Thomas, Sherman. That's ten guys. Like they're gonna put five in each year. Somebody right. some of these guys are gonna have to wait. Like I think Suggs, for example, is not a first ballot Hall of Famer. Suggs right. is gonna have to wait a couple years. By the way, Same with, like, offensive linemen. Like, we see every year with all these offensive linemen still not in. They're just going to have to wait a number of years. That's right. Scroll down to the list that Debo just highlighted. All those guys are getting in first. So it pushes all your guys that you just mentioned back three, four, five, six, seven, ten, fifteen years. Well, Ryan, just to, just to point out your, let's, let's look at the, the semifinalists for this year. Have okay. you looked at, have you looked at the list? Yes. I'm staring at it right now. Are you? No, no. go ahead. Steve Atwater. He's, uh, you know, he quit playing in the early nineties, I believe. You think he's get, you think he's getting in over Jason Witten? Jason Witten hasn't retired yet, so yes. Exactly. Carl Banks, Rondé Barber, Tony Baselli. I mean, like Tony Baselli, Isaac Bruce, Leroy Butler, Alan Fanica, Tori Holt, Steve Hutchinson, Edger and James, John Lynch, the older Clay Matthews, Sam Mills, your boy Troy Palomalu is getting in this year, Richard Seymour, Simeon Rice, Fred Taylor, Zach Thomas, Heinz Ward, Ricky Waters, Reggie Wayne, Patrick Willis, Darren Woodson, and Bryant Young. Darren, like, this isn't it, helping your case. What do you mean? Because all these names you just said yes to are going to go to the bottom of this list. No way! Okay. That's... Maybe. Do you think if Earl Thomas, if you threw an Earl Thomas, you gave him three more years of good production, threw him into the, this class, he's in. Your boy Heinz Ward ain't ever sniffing the hall. Okay. No, I think, look, I know that Earl Thomas and Richard Sherman and Jason Witten have better chances than, um, most of the people in that list you mentioned, but that list is long. And my point is that not everyone's getting in. If you took, if Jason Witten was five years retired right now and he was on this list of semifinalists, he would be in that group of five, right, Sean? Yes. Yes. Okay. That's fine. So would Jason, so would Jason Peters. So would Eli Manning. So would Philip Rivers. So would everyone on our list. (laughs) Okay. This is what we in the biz call Sean an alley oop. And you've been dunked on. Boom! You guys are crazy. All right. I miss Breach. God, that was fun. (laughs) The worst part is when none of this happens, I can't throw it back in your face because you don't even care. (laughs) (laughs) Why why are you crying? Um, (laughs) Because you hurt my feelings. I'm just kidding. We love you, right? Um, let's get a healthy debate. Let's get out of here. Oh man, we're done for the week. Mm-hmm. Next. Oh, this is our final, but we're not done. We have to do 430 show tomorrow. Well, yeah, 
I, mean, I got to do a four o'clock. I got to do a one thirty hit too to four o'clock hit. I got to write my picks. But right, this uh, is the last Thursday night podcast for. A, aren't your Aren't your picks due in the morning? Yeah, I write them in the morning. <laughs> okay. I'm up till two a.m. doing this podcast. I try to write them during the game. But doing work. You know? Live blog. Anyway, this is the last Thursday night podcast of the of the 2019 football season. And of course, but we have Saturday, but we have Saturday shows coming up. That's right. Breaches in Vegas getting hammer canned right now. By the way, Sean, you'll hey. appreciate this. I, I um, got invited to a holiday party by people that I actually like, and looking awesome. forward to looking forward to going to it. It's on December 21st, a Saturday, the only Saturday of the year when they have NFL football games. So I won't be going. Uh, my wife would be furious. About me. My wife's curious about me. All right. Awesome stuff on the Hall of Fame. We're back tomorrow with our Week 17 picks with R.J. White and Pete Brisker to break down every single matchup and get you ready with some gambling advice. So make sure and tune into that. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.